What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics Podcast that features the one and only Athletics Director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show. Every other week we come in here and talk about everything Long Beach sports. And as always, it is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my right... Mike Gardabasio, uh actually sitting on your right. Sometimes that's flipped. No, I always, in my mind, you're always on the right, it's buddy. E- easy to keep track of it, but... Uh, <laughs> you're only allowed to drive when we're in Europe. This is, <laughs> this is your bi-weekly home for everything Long Beach State sports, uh, and we're pleased to be joined, as always, by Andy Fee. Andy, welcome to your show. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing very well. Now, just as a full disclosure here, we're... Programming th- note. Taping this live via tape delay. We're doing this before the weekend. This is going to come out next week, so you're probably listening to this on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Before the weekend of going to Las Vegas, we got to get Andy before he goes and makes millions and millions That's of dollars right. at the craps table Who knows and leaves us come forever. <laughs> so you're going out there for the uh, for the men's basketball tournament, right? Yeah, headed out there. Uh, we've got a game on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, and then we'll play again on Wednesday with an off day in between. So the change in Long Beach State men's basketball was uh, was transparent and and you said that during the process you wanted to be transparent and one of those things that you talked about was a change in scheduling philosophy less body bag games less going to North Carolina or Duke in the middle of the week to uh, to get beat but also get paid now you continue to schedule the tournaments though and I want you to kind of explain why that's important like Dan Munson maybe isn't going to go play the Blue Bloods as much but he still has to play in ASU a Mississippi State, teams that are going to be in the you top have to 25. Worry about your RPI, you yeah. have to worry about your RPI. And, and the best way to do that, I think, and I think you agree, is to do it through the tournament setting. Yeah, and especially this one, as, as you look for out-of-region games, we'll be in Las Vegas, but the three schools are Iona, Hartford, and Utah Valley. So Utah Valley is west, you know, or maybe it's you know, mountain and whatever you want to call it. But you're going to have two with Iona and Hartford who are east coast. So, you know, you're trying to get some games out of region, see some teams that you'll probably not see very often. And, you know, it's a really economical way to get in some valuable games. Um, and sometimes, you know, you're, you're going to go to Vegas. You're not going to have to fly across the country. It's not going to have to be aside from financially, but just a tax on your student-athletes, which we've been trying to change And what you alluded to. Um, we did have the, the, the road trip to uh, Mississippi State, but if you look at our schedule, um, other than Arizona State, Mississippi State, and Las Vegas, we are in the state of California. So we've reduced our footprint considerably. And th- Yeah, and that's important. You guys also talked about that with recruiting as well. Uh, but can you kind of ex- explain the change or the difference between – uh, playing a one-off, you know, just going to play a Duke, uh, and the difference between, you know, financially, what it takes to be in a tournament. I mean, are you, is the university paying to fly this basketball team to Mississippi State this weekend? No, so um, the costs associated with Mississippi State are uh, part of the guarantee. So that is what is commonly known as the guarantee game. And that's where uh, an institution will pay another institution to come uh, have a home game at Mississippi State in, in terms of their home game. And uh, we, as the visitor, is going to walk away with a, a nice chunk of change to play. Um, you know, obviously our budgets are nowhere near Mississippi State, so when we can augment our budget with some guarantee games, we want to do that. But we also don't want to do it um, to a harm of the program where we're just on the road getting beat up and come home and just exhausted, and then we've got to jump into conference play. So for a tournament such as in Las Vegas, um, they're going to cover hotels. It, it varies. Some of these independent uh, tournaments, 
um, which are called MTEs, which are multiple team events. Um, it varies. Some may cover everything. Uh, if it's a larger, let's say it's an ESPN Kind of depends on the sponsor? Depends on the sponsor. So, you know, ESPN does a bunch of stuff, and they'll do it over the break in Florida and Orlando, and, you know, they roll out the red carpet, and, you know, the teams are going to Disney World and, and all of that. And then there's some smaller tournaments um, like this one. This is, I think, called the MGM Grand Event or something like that. Um, and it's a smaller event, so to speak. Um, there's two different kind of divisions. There's, a, there's an upper division, which has – I think St. Mary's and a couple other uh, top 25 programs. And then there's kind of this mid-level, uh, mid-major program, which is competitive. Iona is a good program. Hartford is a good program. Utah Valley is you know, decent. Um, so these are good games for us in terms mm -hmm. of our RPI. And it's a neutral site as well, so that it's an advantage. Now, you've mentioned, I think even as far back as this time last year, that you wanted Long Beach State basketball, the future of Long Beach State basketball, to include a tournament at Walter Pyramid. That if, is correct. If that is the case, what are the steps to making that happen? And do you see yourself being able to offer guaranteed games like that? Is that all based on the sponsorship? Yeah, so we're, we're working with a, a, a promoter um, uh, who's going to help get these games televised. Uh, we would host uh, the, the event here at the, at the Walter Pyramid. Um, and part of that would be guarantees. And, and that would come through the sponsorship of TV um, and obviously them selling um, those rights. So that's how you get good teams. You know, if we're going to get uh, a Georgetown or, you know, even a Memphis or somewhere, A, they have to see good opponents, and B, they're not going to come out here on their own dime, even though, in my opinion, they could pay for it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody wants a buck, right? You know, not just us. But, uh, but that's how we, we solve that problem. And, you know, uh, you know, knock on wood, you know, we are – I'm hopeful that we might be able to get this done for next year. If not next year, definitely 2020, but we're just doing, if we can figure out the schedule for 19, um, it could be a pretty cool thing. Well, uh, you and uh, Coach Munson have obviously talked a lot about that shift in philosophy on this show, and uh, I'm personally kind of impressed with how quickly you guys have executed that change. Speaking of change, uh, the university just wrapped up its Beach 2030, uh, is this called a visioning campaign? It is. It is. What? What it's gonna? I mean, are we walking around on you know the hoverboards like right. uh, Marty McFly? I don't know. Yeah, the phrase "visioning campaign." I have to say, definitely made me think. It's like, so should I just be drawing like visions of the <laughs> of the future? But this was a, a really cool, and I love the way they gamified it to to make it more innovative and make the students here more likely to actually participate in it. What did you see from that sort of call for input? on what people want the uh, future of the university to look like. What was, uh, what was exciting to you, and when, was there anything that was kind of troubling? You know, it, it, it's really cool. You know, I, I've not participated in anything as, uh, like this specifically. So, you know, gaming it, I think, was really unique. And really, there were, um, what we were asking are people to imagine, imaginations, um, a positive imagination, which hey, you know, there's no pollution in 2030. I was going to say, right, let's not imagine that we're all underwater from rising sea levels or something, but I mean, yes, imagine good things. <laughs> and, <laughs> then there, and then there was happen. the shadow imagination, which would be a challenge, <laughs> very soft shadow, right? It's not dark, it's a shadow. Um, so, you know, those are the concerns. Um, you know, I think we saw things um, from positive imaginations where I think one student played it, played a card. That's how you played a card as the game played a card about that tuition was free 
and you know obviously would allow anybody the opportunity for for higher education and a college degree um you know i think there were some shadow imaginations which talked about maybe the unintended consequences of technology and and what does the classroom look like you know is it all distance learning and we're not sitting in front of each other face to face and and maybe there is a, a, a shadow or a negative impact of that so you know a lot to consider um, you, you know, it was pretty amazing from what I saw. There were somewhere over 24,000 cards played by individuals. Uh, I think about 3,600 so, maybe a little bit more total players. Um, and listen, and, just, I mean, we've, you know, JJ and I have been around this university a long time. You get 3,600 people at Long Beach State to do one thing. That You call that an unqualified success. That's yeah, <laughs> not, to, not to date us, but I remember when they explained to us what Beach Board was going to be, and we were like, whoa. Right. Yeah, so, right. No, but that's true. The first year Wasn't that, that long ago. The first year that the campus signed up for classes online, which was while we were in college, yes. uh, their number one problem was that, like, 90% of the students did not sign up for an online account. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Minor detail, right? Yes. So I actually have to do that? Okay. Now, when you start these uh, discussions with the big group, do you have to start like Captain's Log, Beach 2030? Right, it exactly. sounds very spacey, which, right? Aim for the stars. Why not? We've got SpaceX coming to Long Beach. You need it. Yes. Well, the, the group that we worked with, um, the, the third party, uh, was the Institute for the Future. Ooh. So right there alone, somebody needs to get a raise for that name. JJ is gonna if you keep talking about the Institute for the Future, JJ is gonna leave me alone at the five six two org and run off to join the Space Cadets. So not 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 very far off, but uh, but it, you know it was meant to be an inclusive game, you know, and, and and the groups that were participating and 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 that we reached out to as a as a campus were obviously undergrad students, staff, grad students, faculty, friends, which would be uh, just local community members, non-alums, alums, um, and then uh, campus administration. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a, a good cross-section. Um, so it's not just undergrads saying, well, this is what the future looks like, or the administration saying this is what it's like. Um, you know, we got participation across every one of those demographics. Now, is it done and dusted? You guys are done with it? Or are you guys going to continue to kind of work with this model so this is going to continue so the game really kicks it off so the game was a two-day event um, Wednesday and Thursday and that's just to kind of get the ideas rolling and to get people engaged uh, we've been talking about it but uh, I think people have just have probably been from afar going what the heck are you talking about yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was at least to get them going okay maybe I have an idea of what you you're gotta, doing you got to get it on their phone well, if, sure. if I'm a, if I'm an alumni uh, from the local area and I hear this podcast I'm like oh that sounds cool I want to get involved how would somebody do that you can go to csulb.edu backslash imagine and that will take you to the homepage um, that has all things Beach 2030 on there. So it'll have information on the game that was just played, um, you know, the larger goals. And this will be ongoing. So there'll probably be town hall events um, that are ongoing. Um, and there could potentially be another online event, my guess, maybe not the game. But um, the goal is to get input across every one of those demographics that I talked about. Um, because, you know, it, it takes a village t to do what we're doing. But, um, I, you know, I imagine, you know, 2030 is going to be uh, quite different than the world we live in today. As we bring in our guests, Andy, just hang with us for a second. We'll come back to you. But as we do that, we wanted to remind you that all that Long Beach State information, all the athletics coverage and everything is going to be found at the 562.org with the newsletter, the videos, the previews, the recaps, the photos. Just follow us on Twitter and you'll pretty much find everything you want about Long Beach State at the 562.org.
it's kind of a commemorative uh, episode of the LB Fee Show. We're talking women's soccer with head coach Mauricio Ingracia. We're going to bring on senior Ashley Gonzalez in just a second. But Mauricio, congratulations on your season, first of all, and thank you for taking the time and coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me again. Now, like we said, we recorded with Andy on Friday. We're recording this on Monday in the brand new clubhouse for women's soccer and softball. I, I, I don't know how to ask the question because you've talked about it so much, but did this change this season, the fact that you guys got to be in your own locker room right across the little road from uh, from George Allen Field? I think so. I think it did. I think I remember motivating the team with, hey, let's get this win, and then we go back to our locker room. We were in Hawaii. Um, and then ever since we've been in this locker room, we've been undefeated. So I think it's uh, – I think it really definitely helped. I think the players feel um, definitely supported and, and – and this is the, just the nicest locker room that I've seen and I've been into a lot. So, yeah, well, I think we need yeah. to record in here a little more often, producer Roger. Mm. <laughs> we can find some reasons to come over to this side of campus. Uh, you know, if I told you before the season that you would have the most wins that you've had since 2011, you win the conference tournament, you get to the NCAAs for the seventh time in the last 10 years, you have the season you had against the schedule you played against. Are you happy if I told you that before the season started? I would definitely have taken it. Okay. <laughs> I definitely would have taken it. I, but I, I, I did believe in the seniors that we had. I did believe um, in all the work that they put in. And, and, and it's been a lot of work. And only, only they know and, and, and I know um, <clears throat> what it took to get to this point. It was a lot of um, extra uh, stuff off the field, um, learning to be more intentional with our culture. Uh, put, we, we, we broke down everything, pretty much every aspect of our, of our team and our, our program, and we worked uh, weekly, daily, um, in order for, for us to have the type of year that we had. And I think uh, you know, the, their, their legacy is going to be very, very strong, and it's one of the most important senior classes that we've ever had. Uh, speaking of seniors, Ashley, you're going to come on the show in a second. She had just an incredible senior year, a year after she was starting her senior year. At any point, you know, even from right now on, over the last year, did you think that she wasn't going to be able to come back? Never. No, I knew she would she'd be able to come back. I, I, she's a very athletic um, player, and so when you have an, a, 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 an athlete that is um, strong, has a, a strong core, um, you always know that they're going to they're gonna come back from um, from the injuries that are part of the game. Right. You know, the ACL is probably the toughest injury to come back from. Um, but, you know, there was no doubt in my mind that she would she would come back. It was more like keeping her um, level-headed and calm when when she's pressing for that extra for that next goal. Um, she, I don't think she's she's gone there in her career. She she is barely. Uh, any streaks of her not scoring, if you look back historically. And this year she had a couple of streaks. And I know the schedule was really tough. Yeah. It was just keeping her calm through those moments, letting her get her first goal. Mm -hmm. that, was the, that was a big one, uh, which didn't come until, like, I think the second or third weekend. Right. And then letting her, you know, uh, relax to get the tying goal and then letting that, 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 that goal that broke the record come. And then I think she started finding her form. Uh, towards the end of the season, which is, is pretty natural after an injury like that. She's part of a group that played, I think, four Big West champions. She's played four Big West championship games. Uh, and like the, Imani has played in three NCAA mm -hmm. tournaments. Just an incredible senior class. But more than really any other senior class that you've had in your 15 years here, they really had to fight for their spot mm -hmm. as seniors. They didn't have the typical road 
from getting here as a freshman and then graduating in four years or whatever it is, is that good? Do you want your seniors to still have to compete throughout their entire time here? And do you think that the program's depth kind of made that possible and, and made the program better this year? I think this senior class embodies the one of our mottos, which is entitled to nothing and grateful for everything. And Imani and Sarah Mar, these are players that that they got the nod in spring where we would say, you know, this is, this is your, it looks like it's, it's your spot, but you've got to go out and put, put in the work and come back and, and, and earn it for yourself because there is competition. And, uh, and they did a tremendous job. I think the, uh, the attitude of a senior is, is I definitely believe in senior leadership um, is different than a, than a freshman, junior uh, or sophomore. I think the attitude of a senior is this is it for me. And, and, uh, and you definitely saw that in the play. Um, I do think it's a good thing. I think it shows a little bit of the depth of the program over the last few years um, where they, they had to play uh, behind some stellar talent. So um, I think that um, it happened the way it was supposed to. I think they leave here w without regrets. I think they they learned a lot in their journey. And, and, I, and I'm very, very proud of, of this senior class especially, yeah. An old sports uh, coaching cliche is that – eventually the message gets tired. You say the same thing over and over again, eventually players stop listening, right? Mm -hmm. You've been here for 15 years. You also have the added challenge that you have a very specific style and terminology that hasn't really changed. You know, you want to be consistent. But is that difficult? Is it difficult to keep the message fresh when really the message is the same every year? Um, I would say that it, the, the message is not, is not the, the difficult part. I think the players love to play our, our style of play. I think they, they come here for that, and, and I think they love to uh, express themselves within it. Um, I think they're proud of it. And, uh, and really, this, this style has been uh, more refined over the past four or five years. Uh, but I think the, as the generations change, I think putting in the work to make sure that you're able to connect with, with, uh, with the players, I think that's the, 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 the challenge for any coach. You know, um, five years from now, ten years from now, if coaches want to be relevant, no matter where they're at, they have to put in the work and they have to connect and they have to learn to build trust with the players. And, and I think that is the fun part. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that, um, that, uh, that, that that gets old. I think that's, that's why you come to work is to be able to, to connect with, with young people and get them to, to perform at their best and, and watching them, you know, watching us have uh, the success that we had this year kind of makes it all worth it. So what's next now that the season's wrapped up? Are you able to like breathe and sleep again? What, what's on the calendar coming up? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, then you, you, know, you, you, you assess uh, the season, and then we're having individual meetings right about now. I've, I've just, I've had five so far, and there's about another 15 to go. And then I'm going to meet with my seniors. Um, we're talking about banquets and things mm -hmm. like that. And uh, and yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a good time of year because you get to reflect, you get to fly at a little bit higher altitude, um, and give players more objectives, uh, a little bit longer um, um, objectives for them to reach. Um, have them with a full full spring. I always think that spring is the the where you really make a lot of uh, strides individually and collectively. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. So before we let you go, I know you've been on the show before, and you know we do the recommendations at the end of the show. Uh huh. So something that you think LB Nation needs to be checking out: a movie, a book, a song. Yeah, a movie. Definitely Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely think that 
everybody should be checking that movie out. I trust you, so it just yeah. went to the top of my list. Yep. Remy Malik is like one of my favorite young actors. I'm telling you right now, you'll thank me. Okay. All right. Good. All right. And also, happy Thanksgiving. What, is there something you're thankful for? We we listed some thankful stuff with Andy too, so I'll give you an opportunity. Yeah. No, I'm super thankful for for um, everything around Long Beach State Soccer. Um, I, I am, and my family is, and. Uh, thankful. My daughter is going to be singing a national anthem at a turkey trot on Thursday morning. I'm actually going to walk the trot. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think thankful for for Ashley who's right here now, and uh, and for the senior class that really has uh, set us on a path to be able to to continue our tradition um, of our program. Thankful for you, Coach. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you. Going to bring in our second guest as part of this uh, commemorative Women's Soccer Big West Championship podcast. Uh, we haven't had a player on the pod in, uh, in far too long, so we're honored to welcome one of the best soccer players in school history to the show. She set the program record for career goals this year with some just classic smashly stuff. It's Ashley Gonzalez. Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Have you had a chance to realize... Like, Nadia Link just became the first women's soccer player to get inducted into the Long Beach State Athletics Hall of Fame. Have you ever had a chance to realize that you're also going to be in that <laughs> Hall of Fame? Has that even hit you yet? Uh, no, it hasn't really hit me yet. I haven't really thought about it. I just thought it was really cool to see Nadia Link being one of the first. And then you got a chance to take pictures with her and Janet, who also had the record after the game. Just, <laughs> just one big happy family is that something you expected at Long Beach State, how close this program is? And I think every time I talk to you, you're always talking about how, how much this thing is a family. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, when I first came, I was a little hesitant and obviously had to see how everything played out. But no, um, throughout my years, it's definitely a family. All the alumni come to the games and stuff, and it's amazing to see. Now, you came to Long Beach State, and you immediately started as a freshman, scored in, I think, your second game, if I remember correctly. Uh, how how difficult was that, and what are the challenges of coming into a good program, starting as a freshman, and not like putting out the upperclassmen, if you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't know if I saw it as a challenge. I just I just uh, I mean I knew Mimi Wrangle, so she just told me to play my game and just do what I have to do and that's what I did I didn't think of anything else I just knew just to play soccer play um yeah just. you and Mimi went to high school together yes we Chino did. yeah Chino mm -hmm. Hills right mm -hmm. so coming in you have you know somebody that that had to help a lot obviously oh, yeah, it did. um the IE soccer scene I'm also I also had the unfortunate uh chance to grow up in the <laughs> Inland Empire um it's so crazy out there it is like youth soccer in the IE <laughs> if you did a documentary on sports I think that would be one of the more interesting ones yep what for you somebody who is elite I wouldn't know what that felt like <laughs> what what did uh what was it like growing up in like a, a family-run organization like an AYSO or whatever, but like you're really good. Like probably a lot of people knew who you were, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I didn't really get the fame, like, the, like all the fame. I kind of just stood in the down low. So, um, I mean, yeah, people knew who I was and stuff like that. It was just more like, okay, just got to stay mentally focused on my goals so 
Where's that humbleness come from? Where, where, where does that attitude come from? From your parents? My parents. Yeah. Yeah. Were they strict with you growing up or do they let you kind of do your own thing? Um, I wouldn't say strict. I would say they were just, they just taught me how, um, how to be, um, <laughs> just humble and not as people say, like get my head too big. Mm-hmm. And just because, um, I do all these things and um receive all these accolades and stuff it kind of doesn't really mean anything without having that good attitude in the end right right well you had a great start to your career here it it, it hit the ground running you know Mm -hmm. obviously it helps to have a mimi but it also helps to just be naturally skilled like you are so you come in to your senior year as the big west offensive player of the year this is not this year this is last year (laughs) um and you hurt your knee against ucla yep is the initial, I was standing right there, and I knew as soon as you yelled that it was really bad because I had never heard you react like that in, yeah. in the three years of covering you. So I, my first thought was, is it more emotional pain or physical pain when you're laying on the ground and you realize my life just changed? Uh, it was more emotional because I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, so scary. Yeah, it was a little scary. When I walked off the field, I was like, oh, maybe I'm okay. Maybe it was just she hit me a little too hard, but yeah. I just got a little scared. Um, I was trying to even push the trainers off of me to, like, let me run on the sideline, but they wouldn't let me do that. So, yeah, it was really scary. So they kind of knew. Yeah. They, all right. So you're, you're scared. You don't really know what's going on. What's the first step to deciding – all right, I got now it was the ACL, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. what's the first step to deciding, all right, this is going to have to be my road back. I have to rehab, get this medical red shirt, come back for my senior year in 12 months from now. Like what's the first step you have to take? First step is <laughs> I just had to accept the fact that I actually tore it. Um, it was tough. It Mentally at that time, it was really hard to – wrap my head around the fact that I won't be able to be playing for like a good year, 12 Mm -hmm. months. Um, But then at the same time, I knew I just had to also be there for my team and knew that um, me being there for them will also help me um, go through this journey. And I couldn't do it without them. What's the hardest part of that rehab? Because you you are with your team, but you're also kind of lonely, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the what's the most difficult part? Um, I think the most difficult part is actually going to the rehab and doing the exercises and um, not getting lazy. Mm-hmm. So because um, there's no payoff, right? Exactly. <laughs> you, you don't get to score so, a goal at the yeah. end of a rehab. <laughs> yeah, so it's like making sure you go to rehab and um, you're actually getting everything done correctly, the way the physical therapist is telling you to do it, and what the doctors telling you to do and not do is there any point during that whole process that you thought "Mm, this isn't gonna work out never not once (laughs) once. no doubt at all no doubt um I I did have like some tough times where it's like really like I have to keep doing this exercise for another week like it kind of got old but I knew um I knew in the back of my head that it's gonna pay off right 
Well, congratulations, because it certainly <laughs> did. You know, I think uh, Coach said it very well when you didn't look like you were all the way back, but when you were all the way back, you were all the way back. Like, the goal <laughs> to break the record, to set the record for yourself was just classic you, the, the, the hard-nosed attitude. I think I asked you this a long time ago, but do you play angry? Because it looks like you play <laughs> angry. Um, I think sometimes I do, and then sometimes I guess that's just how I look. <laughs> <laughs> does, it, does it, because how do you keep those emotions in check? You know what I mean? If you're running in the red, how do you make sure you don't overheat? Um, I, like, do you talk to yourself? I do. Sometimes I do. I just uh, put my shirt over my mouth and just like, <laughs> okay, you need to breathe, you need to relax, and make sure I don't get to the point where um, I check out like mentally. Yeah. And like I'm just doing stuff out of the norm. Do you curse in English or in Spanish? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of, like mixed in? <laughs> Or is yeah. it like a level of anger gets you to another language? Um, no, it's like mixed in there. It's, yeah. <laughs> probably depends on who's standing around you at the, at the moment, too. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so what's your favorite memory? Is there one thing from your time here at Long Beach State, all five years, that sticks out is just like, I will just never forget that? I think winning the double this year. This year? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Um, I mean... The past five years, we've always put in hard work and um, knew what ways to get to like the championship and stuff like that to the NCAA. But I think this year was just a little bit different. We had to um, we had to really sit down and have a lot of meetings um, during the spring and make sure that we were on the right track. And I think the senior class definitely stepped up and made it happen this year. So what's next for you? What, do you, what what's on the what's on the plan? Um, I'm looking to go overseas, or hopefully um, they change the rule in Mexico, <laughs> so I can play over there. What's the rule? Only um, people who actually who were born in Mexico can play over there. Oh, really? So in the specific league? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you were you'd be willing to go anywhere in the world to keep playing soccer? I would. That's really cool. <laughs> what about graduating? Graduating, I graduate this fall. This fall? Mm -hmm. So you're going to walk and everything? I walked last spring. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Wow. This has been a really incredible <laughs> couple months for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to uh, to be able to watch it, uh, not just this year, but, but all the years. So congratulations to you. But before I let you go, we have to do the recommendation and the thankful for. <laughs> coach, coach came through. So what do you got for LB Nation? What should people be checking out right now? Um, I really like to listen to a Spanish singer, Maluma. Maluma? Maluma, uh-huh. Okay. Is yeah. that like pump-up music? Um, you listen to it before games? I do listen to it before games, yeah. Does it calm you or does it get you like fired up? It kind of puts me in a level mind frame, so. Balance. Yeah, yeah. it's a balance. It's a, a Mr. Miyagi <laughs> thing. Uh, and just something you're thankful for. I mean, happy Thanksgiving. Are you going to be spending it with your family? Yes, I will be. Um, definitely thankful for the past five years for Coach Mauricio, um, and just uh, amazing, <laughs> amazing school year as well, and um, thankful for my family. Awesome. Well, congratulations again. Uh, I know we haven't heard the last from you, so good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. <laughs> you really can't say enough about that soccer program. I mean, obviously, we talked to uh, Mauricio Ingracia and Ashley Gonzalez, but just two pieces of a giant, giant puzzle that spans 15 years. 
you can't have a successful program if you haven't had success. And it's just so cool to see what uh, Ingrassia has been able to do to come in here and just flip that thing on its head. I mean, again, to date us, Mike and I were here when that program was not good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, to it's, see him flip it so fast was real impressive. They've done an amazing job. Uh, Mauricio is an unbelievable coach, and we're very lucky to have him leading the program and to have great student athletes like Ashley and others. Every time I talk to him, I always say, we, we got to write a book. Because every time we talk to him, he gives me an idea for another chapter, like a story about a kid that's come in or, you know, what it took to be able to, to, to create Beach FC and then make it successful. Like, it's just it's a grassroots story. And it's a really it's a real Long Beach story, too. It is. It's in, you know, Beach FC is, is the club that um, that Mauricio also works with, not just our beach uh, soccer program, our football program, but. Uh, you know, he is everything that you think about when you think of Long Beach. He has a love for this community, cares about the people, and, um, you know, has done a tremendous job. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to what they do in the offseason. <laughs> Ingrassi is so classic. He's always like, well, season's over. Got to start thinking about the spring. That's just what a good coach does. <laughs> yeah, like, like here comes this day- offseason. Yeah. We got to be right. ready. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you have to remind him sometimes. You could take like two days off. <laughs> That's a lot. That's of not how you get successful. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Another huge episode, but we will not go without giving you some recommendations. Oh, this is our Thanksgiving episode, too. Should we do a recommendation and something we're thankful for? Uh, yeah, sure. Are you prepared? Do you have things you're thankful for? (laughs) I'm always thankful. (laughs) I wake up and go to sleep thankful. Andy, what is your recommendation? What do you think LB Nation needs to be checking out during this holiday break? Okay, well, two things. Uh, One uh, is unsolicited, but I feel I need to say it, is for people to go check out the 562.org. Oh, nice. Um, That's good. You know, I I was talking with a, a community member the other day, and, you know, we were just talking about the great coverage we get from you, but... You know, I'm, I'm a subscriber, and I love it. I There's things that I would have no clue that is going on in terms of high school, city college, um, and, and just anything happening in our community. And if, if the listeners out there have not checked out 562.org, really, you have to because you're missing out on, on some really great stuff. So that's my number one thing. Number two. Thanks, and Andy. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> number two, and I don't know how great this is like a holiday thing, but I'm, I'm just excited for this. Uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. Narcos, Mexico, season four yeah. of Narcos. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's a little scary, but uh, nonetheless, uh, that, that is uh, what I'm going to be hitting up soon. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely art reflecting life or like the that. other way around yeah, for sure <laughs> for sure while we've got the big trial going on in uh, in brooklyn too that's, that's what exciting. i'm saying yeah. I know. It's, it's all happening <laughs> uh well i'm thankful obviously for free plugs for the 562.org from Andy Fee. thanks for that uh and also for uh this is an up and down year for jj and i professionally to say the least Yee. so thankful to have uh, all of our family still here uh and in good health at the moment and my recommendation is going to be uh, don't shoot for the stars, kids. Don't write a book. <laughs> Just enjoy some free time with your family uh, because I have not been able to do that while I'm trying to finish writing a book right now, and I'm very much looking forward to being done with it. Uh, yeah, I like the thankful thing. I'm thankful for my wife, Vanessa. We got laid off the day after I got married. Yes. So she's had to <laughs> it was really... A, it was a fun wedding. <laughs> yeah, she, she's had to really step up and, uh, and follow through on some of those vows, some more specific than others. <laughs> And uh, and she's if been, wealth and in poverty is yeah. not supposed to be <laughs> like an, immediate, be an immediately present commitment. Yes. She's, she's been right there. So shout out V. Um, also, my recommendation: if you haven't done it yet, and even if you're not a hip hop fan, 
right now, just go listen to Vince Staples' uh, new EP called FM. Yes. It basically just sounds like the radio, so don't freak out if you turn it on and it sounds like you turned on FM. But that's what the whole thing is. It's short, it's sweet, it's beautiful, and it sounds like summertime in the LB. And if you don't like summer in Long Beach, I, I don't know what to tell you. So go check that out. It's Vince Staples. It's, it's the best Support city. local music. Yeah, it's the best city in the world for summer, that's for sure. I listened to that nonstop for two weeks, and then now I'm putting it on the shelf until the last thing that we cover in the spring when summer is officially starting. There and then go. I'll probably listen to it for three months straight after that. Sometimes I wish I had more self-control than you. <laughs> we're going to see Vince Staples in December, though, so i gotta, I, I got to learn the lyrics. Uh, Andy, we're taking this holiday break, so we wanted to also say thank you for letting us be on this show with you to uh, to help let everyone know about all the cool stuff uh, going on here at Long Beach State, obviously, especially with the athletics, but just with the whole school. So thank you, Andy. Thanks to everyone who's been involved with uh, with producing this show. Uh, for Mike, for JJ. You are JJ. For the 562.org. We'll see you guys after Thanksgiving. Eat so much turkey. Take care. <laughs>